for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Grable. How's it going today? It's going great. How's it going with you? Going pretty good. It, it's like you'd mentioned, it's starting to warm up a little bit here in Central Texas, but then next week, it's probably going to start freezing again. So they're just teasing me with this warm. But anyways... Um, First off, I'm excited to have you on. I, we were originally supposed to do this sometime last week, but um, it w- happened to be on your birthday. So happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and when I saw that, I was like, we should probably reschedule that. Let me see. Let, let me reach out and see what's going on. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes our podcasts have to be booked out so far in advance that it's just like, oh, you don't think about stuff like that. Um, but once again, I'm really excited to have you on here and chat a little bit, uh, before we kind of jump into music that are your, uh, new single and album that released this or last year, check myself there last year. And then the new music that you're working on, um, uh, what, what's kind of your background story? What got you introduced to music, all that fun stuff. Um, well, background wise, uh, I was born in, the one state everybody forgets exists, New Mexico. <laughs> I was born in Santa Fe. Um, everybody always asks me and no offense to them. Cause you know, I get it when you're not born there, you just don't think about it. They're just like, you mean Arizona, right? No, New Mexico, but born in New Mexico, kind of raised there. And then also raised out here in the East in Florida as well. And um, I think my first influences for music were at a really young age. And I think that a lot of my creativity started blossoming really young. I just didn't really, you know, formulate it until long later. But I mean, I started writing when I was about nine to 12 years old. And just, I think my first earliest um, inspirations were just listening to a ton of music. Both my parents listened to music nonstop. And, um, you know, my, my dad, he was kind of into actually writing or playing instruments. Now I cannot attest to the quality of his work, but he knew, he knew, he was like, he's like, I'm here just to inspire you. Okay. So don't take this, you know, don't think it's going to be perfect, but that's where it really started. I think, uh, he was the one who gave me, uh, my first guitar and mm. was like, Hey, just, you know, play around with it. See what noises you can make. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Awesome. I, I do have to, uh, uh, mention about the whole New Mexico thing, because I lived in, uh, Roswell for four years. And when I moved out there, I had at least two people ask me, why did I decide to leave America? <laughs> That's right. That's how it goes. And I think being born there, everybody asked and they were like, um, so did you have to get like a, um, what do you call it? You a know, like a, a green card or a visa. Yeah. yeah. A visa. They were like, did you have to get a visa to come here? I was no, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I get it. If you're not really from there, you don't really think about it. It's one of the invisible states. That's kind of the benefit I think of being there is yeah. you create and everything moves a little bit slower in peace, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I will say that I had been only been to Santa Fe a couple times as Santa Fe just wasn't a place that I was actively going to when I lived there, but they have an amazing arts community there, just like the little bit that I've seen and all that stuff. So that's really cool that you got to live there and grow up there. Yeah, they they do have a they have like a really um, open minded and also just supported art scene there. I mean, even in Albuquerque, the city that I was really living in, um, mm-hmm. just south of Santa Fe, like it's very arts oriented and they promote it. Um, you know, the whole community just loves it and whether it's, you know, in the city, uh, arts on buildings mm. or, you know, projects and they have like art walk events. Yeah. It's all very, very culturally artistic, which is actually, I, I was quite thankful for that because it's, it just kind of is a breeding ground for creativity and inspiration for sure. Yeah. And I'm really glad to have somebody on here uh, speaking positively 
of Albuquerque because if you watch a lot of the news and a lot of that stuff, it's just a lot of bad publicity for Albuquerque. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can attest to it. Just that, like, there's some parts of Albuquerque you need to stay out of, but you don't need to go to there. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, it, it, it has its, every place has its sides, you know, it's, yeah. it's bad sides, I think, but uh, the, the good sides are well worth mentioning more, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, you're in Jacksonville, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida now. Uh, how long you just recently moved there, right? I did like a month ago. Um, I mean, I still haven't even gotten my house and everything and my furniture all situated and unpacked. I mean, I practically just walked in the door. <laughs> so with everything, but I, so I'm kind of still getting to know Jacksonville, mm-hmm. you know, really getting my feet in there in the community or music scene. So that one's kind of fresh, but so far I'm loving it. Nice. Yeah. Jacksonville is really cool. Um, I got, I got to meet some musicians that were from Jacksonville. Uh, they aren't necessarily living there anymore, but you know, just all the talented musicians that are there and coming out of there, it's really inspiring. And, um, the uh, different music festivals and stuff that they do there is really incredible. So that's news to me. I haven't even seen them yet, but I'm definitely excited to. (laughs) Yeah. And especially if you go down to, or if you go to like St. Augustine and go down to their, um, old old St. Augustine, I guess is what it's called. I don't even remember what it's called at this point. It's, uh, they got live music everywhere and just walking downtown and all that stuff. And it's really cool. So, um, I'll have to check that out. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so you're there. Why did you end up uh, deciding that you wanted to move to Jacksonville? Well, I think there's a, like a whole bunch of reasons and everything kind of just aimed this direction. Um, like I said, with New Mexico, it's very laid back in a positive way and allows you a lot of room to create. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just growing up out on the east, I, I miss the hustle and the bustle, the go and the motivation. Um, it's really it's a change. It's a cultural change, you know, and. Um, I love them both, but I think I came out here for that. And then, you know, so my family's out here and, you know, uh, work. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so, and of course the, uh, the music is always a positive thing as well. So <laughs> the music, find the sunshine and the beaches, you know, there's always that. <laughs> yeah, that too, that too. And then the occasional space launch that you could see from Jacksonville, probably pretty clearly. Um, cause I could see him from Tallahassee. So I can only imagine how clearly you can see him from, I lived in Tallahassee for two years, but oh. um, anyways, so, uh, going back to music, um, you mentioned that your dad was the first person that kind of introduced you to music and got you a guitar. Uh, do you remember the uh, first song you learned how to play on that guitar? You know, right before we got on this call, I thought to myself, I should probably remember what the first song I ever learned was just in case somebody wants to know. And so I thought about it for a few minutes and it hit me and I was like, I don't, so I'm going to share it. Okay. It might not be very impressive. It's definitely different than what people are going to be hearing from my music and what they've already heard. Mm So don't take this as an example, but the first song that I ever learned and performed was actually, um, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's from the flaming lips Mm -hmm. and it was called, she don't use jelly. Okay. And so it's kind of got like a punky vibe. It was definitely not very structured and not very pretty. <laughs> nice. Hey, that, that makes, that works. You know, it's, everybody's got their first song. Do you remember any specific reason why, or were you just in a real punky mood when you uh, started learning how to play? Honestly, I was young and my dad was like, Hey, I'm going to, put a band together and I want you to play the guitar and sing for us. And I, I must've been like nine or 10 years old mm-hmm. and we were just playing in the garage and, and he was like, Hey, learn this one. And I was like, at first I was like, I kind of hate this song. <laughs> Cause I was young. I liked all yeah. the pretty stuff. And, yeah. but he introduced me to that. And so basically that was based my introduction to like more grungy style music. And mm-hmm. he was like, but I, I really want to see how you do it. I want to see what you do with it. And so I was like, okay. And so that was really it. And I, the results were really fun. Like it was an experience. I'm glad I had. Gotcha. Had you had any like training prior to that or was it just 
here's a guitar, <laughs> no. figure it out. Yeah, just uh, kind of figure it out, play along. Um, it was a painful process. And I'm sure that my mom listening would have been like, oh, I need headphones or something just to drown out what noise we were making. It yeah. was horrible for a while, I'm sure. We definitely didn't get it anywhere close to the first try. Okay. <laughs> and that, so kind of going through that as you grow, grew up, um, where, what, how did your musical career kind of evolve after that? Did you start taking lessons? Like what kind of happened after that? What happened after that was I mostly wrote, I, I can say for most of the younger years of my creative, you know, endeavors before I actually really got into it. I didn't take it as serious as I do now, I guess you could say. I kind of thought it was just a daydream thing. I used to write more than anything and then mm -hmm. sing. I sang all the time at home growing up. And so, I mean, I can't say that there was like any classes or training, but um, anything like that. It was just a lot of constant practice because I enjoyed the act of doing it. Yeah. Same thing with the guitar. I think I steadily picked up the guitar right around 16 to 17 years old. Okay. And I was like, okay, we're really going to learn this now. And that's when I was going to dive in and just basically watch a lot of YouTube and learn. <laughs> the University so. of YouTube, that is the best place to go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that was awesome. I think that's, that's why, I, I mean, I didn't really, uh, probably should have, but I didn't invest in a lot of like uh, classes. I didn't go to any music classes or training like that. So it was really all just kind of self-taught on YouTube later on. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the class, like classes are good if you thrive in that kind of environment. Uh, but for the most part, like YouTube, it's it the money it saves you is well worth like just, you know, taking that little bit of extra time to try and figure it out. Now, I will say like a class and having like a mentor or somebody to teach you theory and why you do certain things, that's probably a little bit more what you'd take a class for. But yeah. just like learning the basic chords and chord, you know, just like the basics of it. So you don't, right. you know, that could all be easily attained during uh, University of YouTube. So, yeah, absolutely. I found that I think it's just uh, I'm so the environment that I initially started making music in was mm -hmm. so um, comfortable. I, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't very structured. Um, mm -hmm. It was just, you know, whenever I wanted to make music, I would, or learn, I would work on music. And so I think that that's probably where I would struggle the most with classes is because, you know, you go to class and it's a structured process. Now I'm not saying it's not a good idea yeah. because I am all for structure. I'm just not, you know, always the best at it. <laughs> yeah. Completely understood. And, you know, it's just kind of being aware of that is amazing because you know a lot of people go to class because they think they have to and it's like school's not class isn't for everyone like i understand that a lot of people should but you know it is not not to get on a whole always have both yeah you can always choose to do that and not do that and honestly doing both is a great idea as well <laughs> yeah not, not to get on a soapbox or anything but you know it is what it is um so you started uh like really teaching yourself how to sit right or you, you, as you were writing, you really started to teach yourself how to um, play guitar and just like the more technical side of things. Um, when, what was kind of that moment where you decided that you wanted to take it from a pipe dream to an actual reality? Well, first I had to say to myself, um, I'm not, I'm growing up. I'm not doing music anymore at all. And I cut it all out of my life. Like I wasn't writing. I wasn't yeah. anything. And I was like, I just guess in my mind, I thought, you know, uh, this is, this is a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to put it away. And I did that for two years and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I wasn't happy that way. And I just don't like, I write anyway. I was still mm -hmm. writing during that time. I mean, I still wrote things down and I find myself writing it and I'm, I'm like, why are you not doing it then? If you're, you know, so I realized like, no, we can't not do this. So it was about two years ago, two years ago. I was like, you know what, if we're going to do this, instead of spending all this time, you know, doing it and kind of sharing it, we're going to go all in, you yeah. know, 
this, this is the main goal right now. This is 100% we're going all in. And that was two years ago. And, you know, I've been working on that ever since it's been just kind of a consistent, it's a slow grow, you know, mm-hmm. it definitely is. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I was like, we're in the digital age, like not even just the digital age, but like everything's digital. And then COVID happened. And I was like, live shows online, everything. Yep. I was like, I could get this to so many people and all those songs that I thought, you know, like that I've written that were, you know, that I felt were some of my stronger material. Mm-hmm. So many people have never heard them. And I'm like, I've heard them for a couple of years now and they're old, but then I realized there are millions of people who have never heard them. And I was like, so what we're going to do is we're going to share those, you know, that's the goal. So I think about two years ago is when I really buckled down and it's like, we're going to get serious about this. Let's actually make it into something, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so then that's where uh, traffic came from. That was your like first single that you put out there. Yeah, that was traffic. Yeah. Was that, um, was that before the pandemic had hit or was that after had the pandemic already been kind of I think it was like near the beginning. Okay. It, it was like right near the beginning of that because I was uh, at that time I wrote it, that whole song was written and recorded and everything in my car while mm-hmm. driving for Uber. And most, I honestly don't remember what was going on in the day-to-day life because I was overnights at that time. Mm-hmm. So if COVID had begun and the pandemic had started, I may not have remembered that because I was night shift. Uh, I didn't even yeah. see people anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got you. You know, it's, I, I've worked night shift before. I know how that goes, where it's just like, you don't even know what day of the week it is. It's yeah. just kind of like, uh, I'm here. So exactly. But it was, yeah, that was the first one. And I think it was right at the beginning of that, just right near the beginning of that. Cause I think it was 20, honestly it might have been 2020 in the end of 2020 which means it was definitely during the pandemic yeah. but i am so bad at remembering no it's all good it is all good because uh, you know when you're looking at when you're looking on spotify unless it's like the newest release it only gives you the year so it's just kind of like she could have released this in january and then because of the pandemic couldn't get anything else out who knows i don't know so um no that's really you know, and I really enjoyed listening to traffic. So like the fact that that's your like first big journey out there, it, it's absolutely incredible. So I, I just want to give you that piece of feedback there. Thank um, you so much. As you were kind of going through the pro as you were working on traffic and kind of going through the process of figuring out what kind of musician you want to be, what kind of sound you want to have, you know, that sort of deal. Uh what was kind of going through your head? Who are some of your influences? You know, stuff of that nature. That's a great question. And I think that that was a question I asked myself when I first started. Traffic started really minuscule. It was it was me sitting in my car recording audio samples of melodies. And after the melody, I decided, oh, I really like this melody. This needs to be something. <laughs> then after that, I started thinking, like you said, well, what kind of music do I want to make? What am I making here? What is this? You know, what is this animal going to be? You know, and uh, honestly, I think my, I was kind of on like a, a mainstream binge. I know that sounds strange, but between old influences that I've always loved. And then some of the newer stuff I found, I was like, I want to take some inspiration from what my favorite artists are also doing now. I think one of the biggest influences at that time um, was probably Halsey, mm-hmm. which I listened to a lot at that time. And and I just loved the work. I mean, earlier on in her first album releases, you know, it had a slight, it was electronic, but slightly industrialized. Um, and I really liked how the digital influence of effects were really well put together in some of her work. And that inspired me to really make, like, if you notice, you listen to traffic, it's, it's very authentic Mm -hmm. and it's very clear, but it's definitely not acoustic. It has a lot of, you know, like cool vibes going with the delay on the vocals and some echoes going in there. And, and I think that was probably the initial thing. I was like, we're going to try and keep this about the vocals, but I want to introduce kind of, a slightly electronic trip hop vibe to this. Yeah. And that's what the base was for that project for pretty much the whole project. And then it kind of grew into its own thing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And so then you, you threw uh, 
the rest of 2020 and 2021, you were starting to work on singles and then the eventual album that released. When did uh, when the album released again? You just told me uh, like November, I think. Uh, yeah, September, just before Sep- November. Yeah, September. Okay. And uh, so how soon after the release of Traffic did you decide that you wanted to start working on an album? I think about halfway through making Traffic. Um, I was taking my sweet time with that song. And I think I worked on that one song for two months, very slowly. And then one, one day I was like, um, okay, I'm going to go rent a hotel and we're going to buckle down and we're going to do this and we're just going to finish it. And I did that. It was like a weekend hotel music thing. And I locked myself in and that was in Santa Fe. And I was like, no, we're doing this. And that's when I decided, oh, you know, we're going to make this a whole, a whole album. Let's, Mm -hmm. why not just throw that out there? I was like, let's make it a huge thing because, you know, maybe it gives me an excuse to randomly get a hotel for another weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And so you just wrote it, wrote the entire album or how many of the songs did you accomplish during that? weekend in a hotel in santa fe (laughs) i love that question um so the real answer would be none i did not complete any in that weekend (laughs) that's fair but a lot of inspiration came and a lot of the backbone for the album was really created that weekend yeah gotcha gotcha and so now that since it's been out for five months four or five months october november four months there you go that's how that works just doing simple math over here i'm creative not an intelligent person don't look at me i do the same thing (laughs) um how does it feel to have your first full-length album out in the world and how does it feel it feels fabulous i think it was surreal at first Mm. because i put it out and i released it and once it was released i told myself don't look at it just just let it be and don't look at it step away otherwise you're gonna watch it like a pot boiling (laughs) and so i but i was super excited about it and i was i would tell anyone who would listen even now still i'm just like i released a full-length album after all this time and all this i got serious and now there's an album i was like yes you can do this even if i never did anything else I released an album, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) it feels awesome. And you did it within a year of like, decide, I'm going to say deciding to take your music seriously. And you did it all within a year. That's incredible. I know there's thousands of musicians that take three years to get an album out just because they're indecisive like that. Yeah. That is a big trouble with me too. I'll be honest. I can't, I had to set myself a deadline. I got a whiteboard. And I made a list and I was like, if you don't do this, you're not. And so I made myself have a deadline for pretty much every track and the album itself, you know? Yeah, for sure. So now I'm going to, so now I'm going to ask you to pick your favorite child, um, off this album. What's your favorite song to perform? My favorite song. Okay. Um, to perform, to perform what, like, yeah. I personally think, um, ride or die. Um, is my personal favorite. That's my baby. It's got the most R and B to it. And to me, it just makes me the happiest, but I mean, I love them all, but Mm -hmm. ride or die is the one that I groove in the car. I don't really want to listen to me sometimes, you know, but Mm -hmm. that one, that one I groove. I really love that one. (laughs) What, why, or what was the story behind that song specifically? Ultimately, um, ride or die, it's, you know, the, the stereotype of, you know, like commitment, ride or die, partnership, companionship, but it was more so like a letter to myself, like, Hey, um, commitment, not just in relationships, but ride or die, just like with mapping out the album, we decided mm-hmm. we we're releasing this on September 13th and we're going to mark it down ride or die. You know, everything was about commitment. I told myself, if we're going to do this, we need to work on our commitment level. So ride or die was just kind of an ode to how commitment is a good thing and you should challenge yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so the name of the album is hashtag. I think I'm fine, which is a very deep title for an album. And I, I just, just kind of want you to explain for everybody that's listening and will be listening 
why did you decide to name your album? I think hashtag, I think I'm fine. Uh, so it has a definitely a deep meaning to it. It yeah. sounds almost like something that you would see from like really depressed kids. And well, I mean, that's kind of what it is. I am, you know, sometimes I'm down, you know, and especially when I'm creative, I'm writing a lot about that. And I think the, the hashtag, I think I'm fine was just to summarize what it feels like to feel like you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And you're on that edge of being absolutely not okay but you're still like, you know what? Telling people, I think I'm fine, but you keep pushing through. Like no matter how bad it gets, you keep pushing through. And at that time I was going through a lot myself uh, in my personal life. And there were days where I was like, I think I'm fine, but I'm not sure. Mm. I'm, I'm just not sure. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna keep trudging through Mm. and go through the hills and the valleys and, and see where we end up on the other side if we just mm-hmm. keep going. And yeah. that's what it was, you know, it's just kind of relate because even a lot of my fans that I've gained before and after this album, you know, they can relate to that as well. You know, sometimes you're just like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. And, yeah. you know, that was kind of what I was trying to, you know, get out there is like, hey, guess what? This album was finished and it made it and there it is. It's complete. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you just keep going at it, it you know, keep going, you'll get there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's low, low key got a vibe of like, it's hashtag, I think I'm fine, which lends a sense of insecurity, but in reality, it's a sense of security and, um, um, I can't even think of the word I want to use right now. Dang it. I just had it in my head. We'll go with security because what's that? I do that every day. What was I thinking? It was right there. <laughs> yep. Um, our confidence. That's the word I'm thinking of. Uh, like just uh, gives off the aura of confidence because you made it to the other side and you were fine, even though you were doubting the fact that you were in a bad moment, but you really were fine. Does that make sense? Exactly. Absolutely. So. Yes. And that's exactly where that was coming from. I and mean, there was every song was, you know, each one, they have their own feeling to them, but they all kind of end up in this compilation of here's a bunch of obstacles that I've made it through. And some people I know have made it through and maybe in the thick of it, you were like, I'm not going to make it. Maybe Mm -hmm. I think I'm fine. I'm not sure. And then you get to the end of it and you make it through and you're like, Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I I did that. You know, or I I think I'm fine. I'm just Mm -hmm. waiting for the next one, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Um, so that out or that I think hashtag, I think I'm fine is out now and it's doing really well. What's been some of the, uh, feedback you got gotten from the album? Feedback. Um, a lot of positive feedback, um, for the most part. I mean, I'm honestly very thankful for that. Like, cause I'm sure, you know, if everybody, whether it's, uh, your first song or your seventh, I, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I think I'm always going to feel like, what if they hate it? What if people hate it? somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hope people like this and I hope that they enjoy it. That's all I want. And, um, so far the feedback has been wonderful. People have been really supportive, not just of, you know, that they enjoy listening to it, but a lot of my fans are also musicians themselves. And, you know, they're also, they love the production. They love Mm -hmm. the composition. They love the meaning or just some of the tones of instruments, you know, and lots of great feedback. I was really grateful for that. And, and I think most people, most people, the only one that I would say was maybe not positive feedback, but it was still my favorite was they were like, you know, this album's kind of sad. And I was like, yes, yes, it is. But at the end you make it through, but it's, you know, it does have, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, it has a sad vibe. I like undertones, you know? Yeah. Completely understood. So um so that album's out now and at what point after you released it did you decide to release dark history where does dark history kind of that is your that's your most recent single right it is yes dark history was so fun to make and do and perform and then that one was uh i think that that one might be my my second favorite child i'm not sure yeah (laughs) but I'm not sure. It's so hard to say, but as it's so fresh and it's the most recent one, it was really fun. That one was actually a standalone single after the album. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that one was really just to celebrate my favorite time of year. I love Halloween. I love just the fall and the cool weather as it sounds like everyone I've ever talked to, but it's, you know, it's the most creative time. I feel like that's when I'm making. And I was like, you know what, what if I challenge myself? Let's, let's actually make that song. Let's make it for, you know, Halloween or something dark Mm. and somehow make something dark while still being bright. Yeah. You know? And so it ends up being dark history and it's kind of dark, but the song, when you hear it, it's really bright tones, you know, it's very pop, you know, it's, and uh, that's where that one came from. That one was very, um, I wish that I had the, right now I, I have not had the resources or time with moving to create like a really cool video for mm-hmm. it, but it it's in there. I have yeah. it all laid out in my mind. <laughs> for sure. You know, and I, I did get a chance to go through your YouTube channel a little bit and I, oh, I can't even remember what, what was the music video that you had where your eyes were like blinking to the, to, um, the tempo? I crap. I can't remember what video it is. Oh, Oh, Uh, that sounds familiar. I kind of forgot. Um, Oh yeah. It was not a home. The one with the three faces. Was it that? Yeah. The three faces. There you go. And for whatever reason, the eyes blinking to the, to the beat or the, I can't even remember what it is. I was just like, Wow, that's crazy and bizarre and amazing all at the same time. So I'm actually so glad to hear somebody say something about it because that was like a really minute detail. And I honestly, after a while, was like, I wonder if anyone even noticed. It was but the first thing I noticed. <laughs> yeah, that one was fun. That was really fun because I, I guess you know you, it just felt like that song needed a lot of serious focus mm-hmm. and attention to small detail rather than something fantastical, and. So I kind of went with the simple, but also like that, you know, just really precise details. And I was just recording it and I'm thinking to myself and I'm so glad that that was caught on because it was really fun to do. And I'll be honest, it took a few takes because you had the different beats. And then I had to remember like, okay, wait, which one was I blinking to again? What instrument was it? (laughs) Yeah, I I can imagine. And you know, it's just one of those things where you could easily fake it, but then it's just going to look fake. Like all you have to do is like blink once or twice and then you can just kind of repeat it. Like if you're really good at video editing, there's a way to make it work, but it's just like, nah, if you can make it in real time, you got to do it in real time. Yeah. In real time. If you, if you were to be there in the room, it was just me standing there just blinking, you know, (laughs) for however many takes. I mean, it might've been 30 minutes of blinking for that one. Who knows? (laughs) Like you just drank a whole bunch of caffeine and it's just like, am I awake? Everyone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's what it was. It was the coffee for sure. Nice. Nice. Um, so the kind of transition back into dark history, that's your most recent single. You wrote it. It Now, did it release in October or did you just write it in October? So I wrote it um, actually, I think in the upcoming, um, uh, upcoming, I think it was within two months because the album finished i finished the production and everything for hashtag i think i'm fine before it released you know mm-hmm. i was like giving myself a little bit of a buffer and i think that was what was in august so mm-hmm. i think at the end of august i started working on dark history yeah and then released it in october and i'll be honest i almost did not meet that deadline i was late <laughs> hey you but, got it out though that's yeah that's all that matters right and uh you said brought up that you'd like to do a music video for it, but because of the move right right now, it's not really feasible. Yeah. So, but I'm sure whenever you decide to release a music video, it'll be amazing. Oh, I'm excited for that one. I definitely have it on the roster for at some point, even because it's standalone. I was like, you know, even if it's not for a long time and, you know, my fans are like, what? why this it's been forever i'm just like hey you are gonna want to watch this i know it's been a long time but you're gonna want to watch this because it's really cool (laughs) i have a few musician friends that have released songs almost 10 years ago and i'm like dude i want to make a music video for that because we couldn't do it 10 years ago because none of us had any money or the skill or the know-how but i want to make a music video for that and he's like Mm -hmm. but that's not even what i'm about anymore i was like you have a song called air it out about shooting a club up. I have so many amazing video ideas for that. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, wow. And yeah, I would ba- watch basically, that. basically the, the whole song it's called air it out, but it's 
more, he uses the imagery of shooting a club up, but it's more of airing out all the basic music that gets played at the club. Yeah. Uh, just, just like the typical pop 40 stuff. And I was like, we could do so many cool things with this. I just need to find somebody that's really good with special effects because, <laughs> you know, and, I gotcha. Yep. Yep. So it's, I'm still, you know, I'm even st- if it's yeah, 10 years, if you have a vision, you know, put it out there. Why not? Because people are probably going to love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm still pitching him so hard on it. And he's just like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm like, let's re-release it then. Let's re like, let's do something. Come on. So. I haven't, I, okay. So I, I haven't heard it. Okay. But I, you have my vote and I will watch it. So throw Thanks. that in there, you know, maybe that'll help the cause, you know, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but no, it's like, I mean, I'm not against music videos getting released way after the song releases, just because, especially on the independent scene, if you write a really good song early on, not everybody has the money or the know-how to do something like a music video. So yeah, that's exactly it. Resources. Sometimes, you know, the creativity is there, but you know, the financial and physical resources, you might not have those yet. And that's okay. You know, sometimes for me, even I'm sure everybody feels this way a little bit, you know, you feel like, Oh, you feel bad about it. Like, Oh, I don't have these yet. Don't, I don't just remind myself I will. And when I do, it will be done. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And so Dark history out now. Um, What's kind of the uh, plan moving forward? I know you've got another album that you're teasing, at least on your website a little bit, but what's kind of the uh, thought process moving forward? Moving forward, I kind of, um, you know, I kind of wanted to go a little bit back to roots. Mm -hmm. And so I do have some stuff in the works and dark history was really fun. And I took it really electronic and, and, and really, I just love the pop, you know, electronic. And I was really going to dive into that with that one. And then I was like, you know what, we're going to make 2022 kind of a back to roots year, you know, let's go back to where we started. So I am working on a project and that's going to be, you know, right now it's, it's, it's such a, a little thing right now. I barely started it and it's definitely still in the writing stages, but um, that's where you saw it on the website. So mm-hmm. that one I've decided is acoustic audibles mm-hmm. and that's where you see the roots. It's like, okay, we're going to the acoustics right now. We're going to the core of where this started me on a guitar, making noises that nobody wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That, I mean, that makes sense, but it's going to be a lot better this time. That, oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot better. Okay. I'll be honest. Some of my oldest fans will know at least one of these songs already because I'm bringing back some old ones and just really giving them my all. Uh And that one, that's what I'm really excited about too, is just to really see how they can blossom. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are actually, you know, older songs that, you know, most people haven't even heard. And I I think a couple of them might be almost 10 years old and we're going to completely revamp them and, polish them up and put our all in each one. you know, I'm going to spend as much time as I can on them. So I've got a couple of those and I can't wait to see the reaction of how they turn out now versus just me on YouTube. Gosh knows how long ago playing on a detuned guitar, you know? <laughs> so. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so since you're actively in the, I mean, you mentioned that you're bringing back some old songs but you're also in the process of writing since you're yes. in that kind of creative zone right now, what is your process when it comes to writing music? Coffee, coffee, lots of coffee. Um, <laughs> a lot of uh, just kind of, I, I always have to have like time with people close to me, like friends, you know, and I really, I get that. I just, it's really kind of like just, a, I would love just to have like a giant hangout, and listen to music kind of event, you know, I just, that's my thing, you know, me and my close friends and then just, you know, let's just talk about stuff. And then I like to write. And then at some point, you know, every other day I'm retreating into my room or I am sitting there and just writing stuff on my phone or my tablet. And I think that process is, I, I, I learned over the years to, to grab little pieces as I go, even if they seemed irrelevant, Mm -hmm. because those little pieces, they go somewhere. I don't know where yet, but they go somewhere. And 
I mean, that's, you know, some pieces that you just put into a song. There's a couple of songs on hashtag. I think I'm fine that have one line of lyrics I wrote four years ago and that's all. And everything else was new and, and completely written, but, and that one came from four years ago, you know, and just that one line. And so I think that's kind of my writing process is really gradual throughout mm -hmm just normal day to day. And then at the end of the week, I would say like, I'll go through a whole week and just off and on throughout the day, grab pieces of ideas, write them down. And then on a Sunday, like today, I'm going to sit there and then be like, let's just put it all together. And it's a collage. What do we see? You know, yeah. like let's play. It's like painting, you know, or doing craft work, you know, <laughs> kind of like a uh, B rabbit in eight mile and how he used to yeah. Yes. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I was like, you know, I never realized that, but yes. <laughs> now the important question to follow that up with, are you pen to paper? Do you use notes in your phone or voice memo? So all of the above, okay. the, all of the above. I think I'm still very pen to paper, but, um, but once I pen to paper it, I never forget it. Yeah. If I put it in, you know, like a notion or a Google doc file or a voice recording, I'll find it later and be like, Oh, wow. I forgot I had this. Yeah. But if I wrote it down now that's in there forever now, cause that one's just different, you know, but I definitely do all three, I think yeah. <laughs> on a daily basis. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that makes, that sounds weird, but it makes a hundred percent sense because when you're putting it pen to paper, you have to have the original thought it's like okay this thought and then you have to revisit it as you write it on the paper and then so there's like two or three points of re burning it in yeah. your brain whereas voice memos it's just oh i have this idea blah 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 cool and it's gone and then almost yep. the same almost the same way with pen to paper but i think more of that is it's just kind of disappears after like you can go back, you could find it, but it's not in your path of day-to-day -day life. So absolutely. Absolutely. I think if you went into my audio recorder right now, you would find some longer stuff that are just random noises, mm -hmm. but I have like a project in there that I completely forgot about. And it just was, I title things ridiculous gibberish. There's, it's not organized at all. So something might just be like three letters that make no sense. GLB or something. I just, blah, 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 you know, and I'm like, what is this? And so I click it and it's like a 30 second blank audio sample. And the only thing in there is like one second of me going, huh? Or something. And I'm like, what was I using this for? I don't even remember. Yeah. There was a reason I saved this. And <laughs> and I, I did remember eventually what I was using it for, but yeah. I, I'll be honest, like that one was, uh, I got lucky because most of the time they're just in there and I have no idea. And then I find them and I'm like, what on earth was this supposed to be? <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. That's very, you know, I'm the exact same way. Wait, <laughs> I, I sit here and luckily now I've got my phone notes backed up on my computer. So it like, say it sinks or whatever and yeah. i just sit here and i look at my phone notes on my computer and i'm like uh i have no idea what this is it's like half of voiceover script for something i'm working on or you know something else and i'm like there's like seven words that make no sense here i have no idea what this is so yeah yeah and then I, sometimes you just don't find it and that's why i do definitely think i should you know i've been working on it but mm -hmm. definitely if anybody wants some advice label the files <laughs> very fair very very fair um so acoustic audibles that's what we're talking about right now um it, it it's the next up-and-coming project Are, yes yeah the right? goal for that is going to be a full album that one's back to the roots and it's got a I think it's got more of like a light-hearted vibe i kind of envision it you know it, it, like i said it's a baby right now mm -hmm. But if I were to paint a picture for acoustic audibles, you know, it's, it's a field in spring, nice. you know? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's what, that's, that's the base, you know, that's what we're starting with. It's a field in spring. And I'll be honest, like, I'm, I want to try and like work on it faster than I am, but I've learned, I'm not rushing the process. I'm going to take my sweet time with it. And then, you know, to be announced, I don't have a release date for it yet, okay. but you know, I'm, that one's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't even going to ask because I know you're still so early in that process that 
you know, it's almost impossible to have a release date and even think it's going to be on time. Anywhere close. Yeah, exactly. No idea. (laughs) So. Um, Cool. And are you, while you're working on this, are you working on any, have any, are you working on any other singles to release in between now and then, or it's like everything kind of acoustic audibles? So mostly 90% everything's acoustic audibles mm-hmm. right now. I'm diving all in, but there is one single that I am working on releasing um, before that while I'm working on this album. And that one is actually currently in a renaming process. So I can't say for sure what the name of it is, yeah. but um, but that one's actually, uh, it's a, you know, it's an older one of my songs. It's one of those two that I mentioned before that mm-hmm. my older fans may recognize. They may not with how different it is now. Mm-hmm. And, and that one's, I'm just going to, that one's going to be the next single. Um, the original name for it, for those who might know, was Stagnation. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I love the name, but I also am not sure if it really is the best name, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're going to work on that one. But so that one's, I will have a single coming out sooner within the next couple of months. And that's, that's you know, that. And then Acoustic Audible's all in 90%. Cool, cool. Uh, I can't wait to hear all of it. We'll say all of it. Um, Really excited to see your more back to basics, back to your roots music. And, you know, I'm really excited to hear all of it. Um, As far as like doing live shows and stuff like that, obviously you just moved to Jacksonville, but do you have aspirations or plans on doing live shows? I have aspirations. Absolutely. I do have um, loose plans right now because I've just gotten here and I'm kind of really getting established. Um, but it's definitely something that, uh, can be expected down the road. Um, it'll likely be, um, once this album is complete. So it's going to be a little bit of time. And so once I start doing that, um, as far as like, you know, local or even outside of Jacksonville and doing a little bit of smaller touring, I do have a plan for that. And I'm thinking, but it won't be till probably next year yeah. is when I'm going to start that. And, um, but that's the goal. And honestly, I am eager to get there. I'm looking forward to it too, just to kind of get out there and see people and say hi to people. And cause right now, I mean, whatever I can do, that's going to be able to face to face with some of the people that enjoy what I'm doing. And some of them are friends, you know, some of them are people I don't even know, but it doesn't matter. I just want to see you guys, you know, and <laughs> um, enjoy it and share it with them. And, before then, the only thing I can say about anything for shows wise is um, I may work on some, you know, remote live performances yeah. for hashtag. I think I'm fine. The previous album. Yeah. I've got some tossed around ideas for that, that were in the works, but like I said, right now, I'm 90% all into acoustic audible. So there probably won't be anything local or live until next That's, year. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Very fair. I was actually good. That was going to be my follow-up question about uh, still doing like virtual shows and stuff like that, but cool. Um, so outside of music, well, let, let's take a step, a sidestep from music here for a second. But when you need some alone time to kind of decompress from day-to-day life, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do to kind of just get away? overthink no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> just sit there and stew on it no that's that's it's sadly somewhat true sometimes but um i've recently started kind of just getting into meditation um and more self time you know mm-hmm. exercise um hobbies i mean that's a tough one that's a real, I mean, I, I like to watch, you know, some movies, some TV. I like to play some video games. That's probably the closest I could say is I play uh, PC games when I'm just chilling. Yeah. I yeah. just got back into playing PlayStation. Ooh. Ooh. Like, play, like play, PlayStation 2, just for clarity's sake, because it's what I, it's what I have. And it's just like, I, I don't have very many games, but I've been yeah. playing football for the last, four days and like anytime i'm not doing a podcast or working it's like i gotta go play football i yeah. i don't know why all of a sudden i got bit by this bug but it is what it is it <laughs> so. goes on for like a few weeks or something yeah and hey if that's all it is that's cool i'm good with that like 
it didn't cost me anything. Like it's all stuff I already had. So. Oh yeah. Um, I totally get that. I definitely do that. I think uh, my, my biggest one is I had like a, a patch of time where, what was it? <sighs> Three months when I was not working or working yeah. on music or doing day-to-day stuff. I was on Minecraft. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I just was on Minecraft. I had it on my computer. I had it on my phone and I was just like building stuff. I don't know. I made some cool stuff, but it was, it was a great way to just unwind and kind of brain numb for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The the only thing I don't like about the PlayStation is I find myself more stressed out now because I'm just sitting there yelling at the TV. Like (laughs) it did something to me. And I'm like, cause I've been playing, I've been playing uh, college football, like for whatever reason, that's what I got into nice and i'm just yelling at the tv because they're they're like i don't know it's i don't even want to justify my anger (laughs) with a conversation about it but it's just so funny to me now like now that i'm not like actively playing it at the moment it's like i could sit here and laugh at myself about it but (laughs) in the moment you know i i I kind of think you know, it, it might add more stress, I sort of thing, just because the, but it also might be just, you know, like a great release to relax. Like, hey, maybe this week you were really angry and you didn't even know, but now yeah. you're just going to yell about that bad play. <laughs> yeah. that That's essentially what it is. That's essentially yeah. what it has to be. So, hey, which is, that's fine. I'm down. Um, so, no, that's awesome. Um, have you seen any good movies recently since you kind of mentioned that you like to watch movies? So I've kind of been on a hiatus on that. Um, Mm -hmm. I went back and watched some old TV stuff. I I, I kind of was binging on Netflix. And um, right now, the last thing I was binging was the Orville again. Mm -hmm. And so I was just kind of binging that for a little while. But for the most part, Seth MacFarlane thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like the slightly Star Trek-y space one. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's really fun. I think it's a great escape from, you know, the norm and just, you know, work of daily life. So, but I haven't seen anything new to be, Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. I uh, was not completely honest. I went and saw the new matrix. That was the most recent new thing. That was awesome. That was great. (laughs) Guys, I have not seen the matrix. Although it is on HBO max, I could fairly easy go watch it, but yeah, it was good. good it was good it yeah. was good though I, I could definitely say like if you're not really into it probably meh. but me i was always into them so i was like okay we're gonna as soon as it came out day release i went to the theater mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, you, you see during the time that the matrix came out and like at least the trilogy because i think the first one had been out for a little bit already i was actively going through film school and so yeah that's all everybody ever talked about was how cool the matrix was. And it was like, eh, I'm good. I, yeah. I feel like you guys, like I spent so many years just listening to everybody talk about how cool the matrix is. It's like. Kind of yeah. burnt out on it. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, it's just one of those deals where it's like, okay, I'm going to keep you pushing. So, um, no, that's awesome. Um, and then, so, before we kind of wrap this up, there's two things we have to accomplish. Do you want to end this podcast on a serious note or a fun note? Always fun. I'm okay. always too serious. So for the last two years, I've been like, if I have to vote, fun. Perfect. <laughs> I honestly should even just stop asking because everybody I've ever asked, it's like, yeah, let's end it on a fun note. So I'm going <laughs> to stop asking at this point. All right. Serious note. Uh, on this podcast, we like to pass on knowledge to the younger musicians that are getting ready to make that next step, that first step, or just, you know, like whatever position they're in. So out of all the lessons that you've learned over the last few years, while you've been like really pursuing music, what's one piece of advice that you have for the young musicians? In my experience, not just through my struggles on my own in creating and promoting or anything like that writing. Um, but also even with some of my fans, you know, who reach out and, you know, I, I read their messages to me and they're like, you know, they do, how do you this, or how do you do that? And, and it's, they remind me of me when I was that age, you know, it's like, 
confidence. I didn't have any, I didn't trust that I was going to succeed at something. And I'll be honest to all of them now, I still don't, but I'm gonna, because that's what I told myself I was going to do. So I think, uh, just to make sure that you just, you know, pick what you want to do and then keep doing it, you know, have confidence in yourself. A lot of people I've heard from, and especially me growing up, I was really insecure about everything that I made. So I was that girl that was like, oh yeah, I write a bunch of stuff. Can I hear it? Um, it's not ready yet. And well, it's never going to be ready. So just go, go for it, you know, go for it. Fake it till you make it like they say. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. hundred percent, hundred percent agreed. So, all right, now it's time for the fun. Okay. One thing that we do is I have a random question generator. Oh and dear. I, everybody gets a spin of the random question generator. <laughs> so if you are ready, I have your question right here. All right. I think I'm ready. <laughs> okay. What? could you endlessly learn about and never get bored of? Oh, um, endlessly learn about and never get bored of. Programming, computer programming, computer science. I was going to say people, but I think computer science is more the honest answer. (laughs) Is, Is that something that you studied in school or always just always had an interest always had an interest i kind of somewhat try to study it now but it's really kind of just a thing that i do sometimes yeah yeah (laughs) but it's just something i've always had an interest in you know growing up i always loved it so but i never would get bored of it reading a whole article about machine learning silly like silly things that you love for no reason that people would not expect that's one of them for me (laughs) you know, reading the code versus seeing the image. Oh, I'm totally down. I'd love it. Let's just see how it works. I just want to know how it works. It's fun. (laughs) Yeah. I I tried to, in, when I was in school, I tried to get into coding and all that stuff. And like, even now I do like film production and stuff. Yeah. And in the editing phase, there's like some coding stuff that we can do. And it's just like, I have, yeah. (laughs) totally different world now totally yeah. different world yeah there, i have that with some stuff because i started wanting to learn it a long, like long ago and and then i just didn't for a long time mm. and then all of a sudden they came out with some of the really generative stuff you know like the computer generated things yeah. and i was just blown away i was like this is where we are now yeah. i want to learn more and then i get there and i'm just like uh i don't understand any of this I'm going to need to like research six other articles just to understand this one article. Yeah, absolutely. But um, it's been an absolute blast sitting here chatting with you and I can't wait to hear all the new music you got coming out in 2022. It sounds like you got a busy year coming up. You had a busy 2021, but it sounds like 2022 is just going to be just as busy. So, oh, yeah, we're going to keep it rolling. Got to keep going. I'm going to do that this year and the next year. Who knows? Because yeah. I want to keep busy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. You got you got to. So um, if anybody wants to check out um, hashtag, I think I'm fine or any of your other releases or anything you got going on, uh, where's the best place for them to do that? I think I'm fine.com. It's probably the quickest and easiest way to get all of them. As soon as you go there, there's a music page and it's got every platform you could ever want to listen to it on. Mm. And that's probably going to be the best way. I, I mean, I'm a Spotify person myself mm. in my personal time. So yeah. I would say Spotify, but it's on Apple, it's on iTunes, mm. it's on, you know, it's everywhere. So I would say, you know, if you can go to, I think I'm my website, that's, that's where everything's going to be just the hub, simple, easy. And it's been a pleasure. I, I, I had a blast. Thanks for having me on. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And then one time for the people in the back, let them know what's one thing you miss about New Mexico. Green chili. Really? <laughs> Green chili. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I guess that's fair. I was more of a red chili person, but. That's well, I'll say because- both. That, but, that's just because I like the spice. If I'm gonna put something on my on my tacos or whatever, I want the spice. But oh, I miss the the, the straight New Mexico hatch green chilies. My mom even sent me some <laughs> as a care package. She was like, "You're not gonna get this out there." 
you got it. So she sent some, she already shipped it. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say the one thing I do miss about New Mexico is always having that tamale hookup. I don't have, oh, that yeah. like I'm in Texas. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard to find, but I just don't have that hookup. Yeah. You're right next door. I mean, yeah. you could just drive like six hours and, you know, go eight, get some tamales. Yeah, it's like eight hours. I'm like, uh, I'm good. I'm good. So, but anyways, once again, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, like I said, I'm excited to hear everything you got coming in 2022 and, you know, I wish nothing but the best for you. Absolutely too. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. I had a blast. Awesome. Once again, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you all later.